0: You are listening to The Recovered Therapist, brought to you by FreshOutOfPlans.com. I'm Jeannie Griffin, and I'll be your host. Instead of focusing on labels, diagnoses, and psychobabble, we keep things honest, simple, and hopeful, so that you can grow personally and spiritually. Thank you for joining me. You know, I've always said that no one should be allowed to have children until you're at least 85 years old. Don't you agree? Maybe by then we will have figured our own stuff out and we won't leave scars on our children. But if you're beating yourself up because you have looked back and seen that you've made some mistakes or even a lot of mistakes, I say don't waste your time. Um, Every parent leaves scars on their kids. Now, you can take a look and assess whether you need to acknowledge that and apologize, and not continue to do it. It's not good enough that you just say, oh, I'm so sorry for blah, 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 and then you continue to do it. That's just blowing hot air, but that you actually change so that your words and behaviors match. But let's take a look at some of the things we do as parents that, man, It's not that we intended to, but it's the message we send. So when you're waiting for your child to hurry up and tie his shoelaces and get out of the house, many times you might say, oh, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, just let me do it. And when you reach in and you're doing it for them, um, it may be out of exasperation, but it may also be on a level, a kind and loving thing to do. So if you see your child struggling with something and you reach out to try to help him with it or her with it, it appears to be loving. But the message that you're sending is, you can't do it as well as I can. I can do it better than you. Please let me do it. You can't do things well without me. Now, that's not what you intend to tell them, but that's what they're getting. So, if you are very frustrated, you've got so many things to do, and they have needs too, they've come home and they need cupcakes for the next day at school, although they don't let you do that anymore. But they they have stuff that they need that they didn't tell you about. You need to have a poster board or, you know, some sort of added burden to what you're doing. And you're stomping around saying, oh gosh, I've got so much to do and this and that and whatnot. And now I've got to go get this and I've got to go take this one there. And you're really just griping out loud. But what the kids hear is I've added to mom's problems. Dad works really hard and I've added to his problems. I'm a pain. I'm a bother. I shouldn't add to their troubles. Now, the bad thing about those kinds of beliefs, that's what your your actions are kind of having the child conclude. There are things that we say and do, oh, let me do that. You you I give me that, I can do it. See, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to spill your milk. And we do it out of anger, out of haste, out of irritation, and it's a deliberate message. You always spill your milk, you clutch you. And then, you know, once it's out of our mouth, we think, oh, why did I say that? But the more damaging is when the kid looks at what's happening around them, and they make a decision, like the second thing I was talking about, don't add to mom's problems, don't add to dad's problems. You cause trouble. You should really be quiet. You should not even be around. You are not a joy to them. They say you're a joy, but you don't really aren't really a joy. You're a pain. That's what the kid concludes. Now, the sad part of it is they make these decisions and conclusions and are not even aware of them, they just start behaving that way. I saw my mom be depressed, and she had was struggling. She was struggling, had four kids and an alcoholic husband. And so I made a decision that I wouldn't add to her troubles and made a decision that I was responsible for her happiness. I didn't articulate that. But I went around and I led my life like that. That if the lamp fell off the table on the other side of the room, I had to have something to do, with that. something I did wrong. And it took years for me to even realize I was carrying that old irrational belief with me. So it's funny because you can ask your children, little ones, what kinds of things they were thinking don't ask why oh, throw that word out of your vocabulary but if they're troubled about something ask them say what are some thoughts going through your head right now not what are you thinking or why are you thinking that that's stupid um what are some thoughts that are going through your head right now what are you telling yourself and help them see that what they may have concluded is not true. It may feel true. It may feel like, from what you've seen, that I'm stomping around and i have a having a bad day. And it may feel like everything and everybody is a burden. But that's not true. So what's going on in your head may not be an accurate reflection. And then When you begin to do that with your child, you can also then encourage them about their intuition, which sometimes is very right and very accurate. And you can help teach them the difference between a feeling that it's really feels true, but it is being driven by an irrational thought in their head. And then help them distinguish between when they get a hunch, and teach them don't argue with the hunch. I work with people every day, and I say I work with children in adult suits. Most of what I do is going back and undoing irrational beliefs that they were either taught, they were told by someone in authority, and they believed them, or they told themselves. And many times I'll say, that's the conclusion the little seven-year-old or the little nine-year-old came to. Are you going to let the little seven-year-old and nine-year-old make decisions for you today at age 30, at age 40, at 50? And they have no idea that they're letting that little kid who had a very limited perspective and no processing and of a frontal lobe, make decisions for them. And so it helps then to identify who's driving the bus and how do you reparent that little kid because you know more today. I hope you're having a good day. Thank you for listening to The Recovered Therapist, where we keep topics honest, simple, and hopeful. I love you, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until next time.